Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the challenges that many property owners will be facing during this unprecedented time in modern history. We don't know if the COVID-19 crisis is merely a blizzard or an entire winter. Depending on the answer to that question, the extent of the economic damage can vary widely. Most people can survive an economic blizzard. Things slow down for a few days, everyone gets their shovels out and digs out the front walk in the driveway. The snow melts and a few days later life is back to normal. In an economic winter, a different approach is required. Today's discussion is a microcosm of the hundreds of similar situations that are happening in industries all over the world. If you're in the restaurant business, if you're a taxi driver, if you're an airline pilot or a flight attendant, hundreds of millions of people are being directly affected economically by the current outbreak. The real estate example we're focusing on today is short-term rental properties. I'm an owner of a portfolio of properties in the Rocky Mountains. Current search shows over 300 listings available for next week. Normally, at this time of year, we're running about 80 to 90% occupancy. This past weekend, Airbnb changed its extenuating circumstances cancellation policy. This policy overrides the policy that each Airbnb host lists for their properties. We've seen a flurry of cancellations over the last three days. In many of these cancellations, guests have been making false claims in order to qualify for a full refund. The Airbnb policy says they may be able to give a refund or waive the cancellation penalties if you have to cancel because of an unexpected circumstance that's out of your control. And then they list a set of circumstances that are covered by their extenuating circumstance policy. For example, if you have a serious illness or injury, you'll be asked to provide a statement from a physician confirming the person can't travel due to an unexpected serious injury or illness. The statement must be dated after the reservation was booked and within 14 days of the cancellation. There's a government-mandated obligation, for example, jury duty, travel restrictions, or a court appearance. You'll again be asked to provide documentation. If there are travel disruptions that make it impossible to get to the destination, whether it's a road closure or flight cancellations, and there's no alternative methods of travel. Here again, you've got to provide documentation. If there are travel restrictions imposed by government, law enforcement, or the military, restricting travel to or from the listing. And finally, if there's an epidemic disease or illness that suddenly affects a region or an entire group of people. And any update to the policy regarding the outbreak of a disease is going to be determined based on announcements by the World Health Organization and local authorities. In my case, my properties are not in a location that has identified any COVID-19 cases. As such, unless the guest is unable to get to the location due to, say, a flight cancellation, they would only be entitled to a 50% refund and not entitled to a 100% refund. Naturally, as members of society, Airbnb hosts have multiple roles with conflicting obligations. As an Airbnb host, I want to be sympathetic to guests who are genuinely afraid of traveling in today's environment. I canceled two trips to Europe, and I paid a 50% cancellation fee to the Airbnb host in Rome. There are three main questions that need to be answered. As a host, are you going to be sympathetic to guests who want to cancel? Number two, if the guest has made a false claim that the property is infected, is that going to unfairly stigmatize the property and lead Airbnb to improperly flag the property as having a problem? And number three, how will the property owner ultimately pay the bills in the coming weeks and months? Some people may experience travel disruptions due to flight cancellations, and we're very sympathetic about that. I would not choose to travel right now either. At the same time, we still have bills to pay, condo fees that are due, and mortgage payments that are due. In our case, we have a cash reserve that will carry us for a period of time. 
but that cash reserve never contemplated 0% occupancy for an extended period of time. We're probably not alone in that regard. We'll have to tap some additional resources in order to cover the negative cash flow at some point in the future. A 2019 report by J.P. Morgan Chase looked at a sample set of 1.4 million small businesses within their banking system. They looked at the bank deposit accounts and found that 29% of the businesses in their sample set were unprofitable, and 47% had less than two weeks of cash liquidity. It's reasonable to expect that the J.P. Morgan Chase study is mirrored broadly throughout the economy. That means that nearly 76% of U.S. small businesses could be insolvent in a matter of weeks, in less than a month. Right now, you should be taking steps, immediate steps, to conserve cash and reduce expenses. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.